With the inception and traction that blockchain and crypto has gathered, the world is possibly on the verge of the largest evolution since the mainstream of the internet. Given the fluidity and dynamic nature of this technology, business leaders, enthusiasts, and veterans all need to band together to navigate the current and upcoming storms. Participants in Web 3.0 want a trusted resource that gives them pertinent information about projects, tokens, technology, and businesses. We are business people talking the business of crypto. We are Y Whales. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Y Whales, wherever in the world you are today. Uh, today is October 6th, and it's a really interesting time kind of in Web3. Uh, we're, we're seeing a lot of innovation. We're seeing a lot of kind of fear um, around where the markets are going. And these are mostly driven by macro issues. Um, I see the technology evolving quite rapidly um, in, in a variety of fields related to Web3, from cryptocurrencies, blockchain technologies, metaverse, uh, and, and, and others, smart contracts as well. Um, and the builders are really spending a lot of time building. And the great thing is, is because we're not in a bull, We'd all prefer to be in a bull, obviously. Um, but but when we're in a bear, it's giving a little bit more breathing room to the to the devs to actually focus on where the projects and products are going. Um, so I have with me today uh, Stefan um, from Metaverse Studios, and I really, you know, we're going to spend some little time talking about where he is. But but this is a really great Metaverse conversation that we're going to have, and it's kind of an overall thesis on on NFTs, utilization, utility, and, and kind of a roadmap here because um, uh, Stefan spent a lot of time. You know, on uh, kind of where this this entire asset class should go, and he has a lot of really large clients um, that that are asking these questions in an appropriate fashion. Meaning that when you have <laughs> some of these companies building in a vacuum with no um, you know industry support, meaning no client base of which they're actually thinking about, you end up kind of going off in some little rat holes that may or may not ever emerge. Uh, but when you're actually talking to corporate clients, it's a very different story. So before we get into all that, though, Stefan, um, talk really quickly about where you came from and, and how you got here today. Thank you, Jay. So I'm Stefan Bucris. I'm an entrepreneur. I have always been. Uh, this is not my first company, but it's the, the most thrilling one. The metaverse is uh, such a hot topic today. So I'm the CEO of Excelsior, and I do represent as well Metaverse Studio, which is a studio we're working with on all metaverse projects today. And as you mentioned, we work with uh, many big corporates in Europe, and it's, uh, it's really exciting what's going on here. So, uh, so I, th I think we can say repeat entrepreneur for my background, and uh, I love what I'm doing, and uh, and uh, I'm thrilled uh, by this interview with you, Jay. Oh, fabulous! No, thank you. So, so what was kind of your first exposure to um, the thought of doing a, a virtual world? Um, I think it was like like a lot of people in Second Life a um, couple of years ago. So that was my first exposure to a virtual world. And, uh, oh, maybe, maybe not even earlier. There was this chat room on the, on the internet called uh, the village. And it was, uh, it was like a virtual world and you could speak to people, but you only had emojis as characters. So it was not 3D or it was not a, a voxel art. It was only 3D emojis, uh, 2D emo emojis. And you could speak to, to all of your friends. And uh, at the time, it was already exciting. 
So when we think about Second Life, and I think that's a really great example, um, they, they've been around for a long time. Uh, large companies spent millions and millions of dollars to, to try to throw events uh, in the space and try to gain adoption. Um, and, and quite simply, it's it's gone away and been replaced by a number of other metaverses uh, that have, have not found uh, <laughs> success either, but have found much better monetization strategies and investment strategies that allow them to, to kind of you know run as a, as a DAO or as a governance structure what where where do you think we are today in far as far as kind of like the evolution of these um things is is you know the current batch you know massively different from second life or has it been just kind of fractional increases uh it's quite different i think that the big difference with the with the actual metaverses is the fact that now you can own things because on second life you couldn't so it was only it was a virtual world a 3d world but uh, and I have to mention that they are still have like 62 or 63 million playing uh, playing Second Life today these days. So that's quite interesting because you still have a, a bunch of players out there. But uh, on the metaverses like uh, like Decentraland or others, you can own stuff, and that's the big difference. And I think um, ownership gives autonomy to people, and that's what they've been looking for, and that's what people are why people are going to flee to uh, new metaverses like Sandbox and others. So. Uh, uh, for me, that's the, the the big thing. No, I love that. So, so let's go ahead and pivot. You know, Excelsior, you guys are doing a, a, a ton of amazing things, and and just as uh, disclosure, I have I have no interest or anything in, in Excelsior, but I have been uh, called up to, um, to to work in some of your workshops as well. So I, we have. Stefan and I have hung out together before, and it's been long overdue to get you on the podcast and introduce kind of your thought process to this. Um, but let's let's talk about what you're working on today, and 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 really why. So now our main focus is to deliver great experiences for European companies in uh, the different metaverses. So we're working a lot on the Sandbox, uh, who has been founded by two French guys, by the way. Nobody knows that, but uh, Sebastien and Arthur are French guys, so that's uh, we're really proud of it. Um, but so we're delivering experiences for AXA, for Credit Agricole, for European banks and insurance companies. And there's sort of a frenzy here in Europe, and everybody wants to go to the metaverse. Uh, nobody knows exactly why, but everybody want to go there. So we have to give them reasons. We have to give them an, an ROI, a return on investment uh, to go there. And as we say, think big, start small and scale fast. <laughs> I love that. And, and ROI is a very standard business term of which we should all be using every single day, regardless of what asset class we're in. But rarely do we hear those types of metrics when we're talking about Web3 technologies. We, we hear, can we build it and is it cool? Um, and and let's, let's hope that it goes to the moon. Um, but, but to actually come about this with a, a true business exposure um, and, and thought process is, is, to me, very welcome. So, Stefan, when, when we're Thinking kind of about where we are today, and let's let's use sandbox as an example. What are where do you feel they are today um, as far as innovation roadmap? Like, do you feel that they're close to being able to be mainstream, or do we have a lot of work left to do? Well, the sandbox is going to open in in 2023, around maybe March or April. So we're still really early. Everybody want to get there, but uh, uh, the movie is not in theaters yet. So uh, we have to, we have to keep calm and to wait for it. Um, uh, 
but what you said just earlier is really interesting because the ROI is already there, not necessarily on the sandbox, but when you see spatial, for example, I don't know how to pronounce it in English, but spatial, 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 spatial sorry. Yeah, it's a great metaverse and we are already working on it for um, recruitment experiences. And at Excelsior, we do recruitment as well. And uh, when we hire uh, someone, when we want to hire someone, we give them three options. You can either come to Excelsior Embassy, our offices here in Paris. You can meet uh, with us on Google Meet or Teams or whatever. Or we can meet on our uh, Metaverse space and it's in special. And like, nine times out of ten, people are going to choose the Metaverse option, even if they're not familiar with it because they want to find out what it is and they're curious and you're sending them a really strong signal about about what you're doing. So people are joining the special space. You can It's really easy to, to get on that. It takes like 10 or 15 seconds. And we... we we're facing interesting things like we have candidates wearing, uh, you know, uh, wings and uh, dressed as angels or robots or dragons. And so you're interviewing not a humans, but an avatar. And, uh, and that's quite interesting. And plus, there's this subject of non-discrimination because you don't know who you're interviewing. And that's quite interesting as well. Yeah, that that's a really interesting point, and and I always like to say that the majority of the technologies we're building today, um, you know, I, I'm a Gen Xer, and I'm I'm going to guess uh, Stefan, you, you may or may not know those generation uh, codes from France, but you know, as as a Gen Xer, it. it seems a little off to me to, to ever interview without, hey, here's who I am, here's my identity. Um, but the Gen Zers and, and kind of the younger millennials, this is just the way they think. Um, they've put a lot of time and energy into their pseudonames um, and, and their avatars online, and that's kind of how they want to be understood and respected. Um, is it taking you, know, you a you know little bit to say? get used to? Yeah. There's this uh, this saying at McDonald's in France. I don't know if it's the same in the U.S., but they say "come as you are." You know, uh, uh, in France we say "venez comme vous êtes." You should come as you are, as you think you should be, and that's the same in the metaverse. You can come as an angel or dragon or whatever, but you feel comfortable with your avatar and with the the character you're displaying to the screen. So. I, again, it's thing. really fascinating, and I, and, I, and I do agree that you know, uh, you know, any any way to eliminate discrimination of any any standard um, should be prioritized because you're hiring people for a, a job. Can they can they do the job? Yes or no. Anything else becomes irrelevant um, unless you're kind of dealing with you know some uh, uh, extraordinary circumstances. But those can be set aside and dealt with on on you know various other fronts. But I, the the idea is that everyone has a chance to showcase their skills, their abilities, and their personality um, without any preconceived notions. Now you may not like dragons, you may not like you know angels or whatever the case is. So, but at the end of the day, it's it's a fun way to to really think about where things are going. True, totally true, totally true. And the the experience is amazing. And uh, but the thing is that after you have to meet the candidate, when you have interviewed him or her on special, then you have to to meet in real life with them. So, but the it's 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 good experiences. And all of our customers who are on special right now, they're experiencing really interesting stuff. Uh, and in a market where, where it's really hard to to recruit to hire, I think you're making a difference by being on a metaverse today. So that's one of the the good use cases that are already available today. So that's ROI when you're recruiting more and for for cheap and and when it's cheap, it's better and you're making the difference there as, as well. I love that. I love that. So when when you're kind of looking at um, deploying 
on and and you, you know you're 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 big on sandbox. You're, you're doing a lot on spatial and and there's you know there's dozens and dozens of these platforms now. There's it's growing. Um, do you believe in kind of the the Ready Player One movie version of like there's one oasis, which is also kind of what uh, Facebook has done, saying there's one meta, like there's just going to be one place. Um, is is that your shared vision? You mean portability, interoperability, or that, that that there's a single metaverse of which every person in the world is going to go to, or is there many many metaverses? No, I don't believe that. I believe there will be many, many metaverses, but uh, ultimately they will be connected. It is still a promise. It's not uh, live already, but uh, everybody vowed that at some point everything will be connected. And I think you will have metaverse by um, by uh, specificity. For example, you have a metaverse for entertainment, uh, like Stage 11 in Europe. You'll have a metaverse for education, like Winkyverse. Uh, you have a, a metaverse for uh, for gaming, such as the sandbox, and uh, ultimately you have a metaverse for for each category, and they will be connected together. Yeah, no, and I, I completely agree that there should be a layer zero for for all metaverses to interconnect. Um, unfortunately, we're seeing the largest and most well-funded ones create these walled gardens, um, such as Facebook slash Meta, where you know you, not only can you not uh, get anything out. Of, of there, but you can't even bring your own tools in. So someone that says, hey, I'm a, a 3D developer and, and in Spatial, for anyone that has not seen what Spatial can do, it's it's gorgeous, it's beautiful. Um, absolutely, you know, kind of mind-blowing that anything you think of can be recreated. Um, but but in, in Horizon, uh, which is Meta's thing, it's you get to make like Roblox-looking stuff, um, which is really strange. True. But I, I'm not sure about the horizon thing with the 40, 47.5% uh, royalties for Facebook and, and Oculus and everything. It's When you see that 30% is already like uh, hard for a Fortnite and other games, I'm not sure like uh, editors, publishers will go massively to, to horizon worlds, but we'll see. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah, and, and that's the great thing is that for the first time with blockchain technology, um, you know, we can have interoperability that goes beyond anything we've seen before. Um, that you no longer have to ask permission, and I think that's the biggest point: is that any metaverse that's not being built uh, on a public blockchain or using public APIs, I, I think, is going to be doomed to to failure. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, we're talking about an evolution of of ownership online and being able to own your identity. And and for a lot of people, they they believe that they own their identities online today, but that's really not true, is it? Not at all. When you see, for example, Cristiano Ronaldo, the soccer player most famous on earth, he has half billion followers on Instagram. But in the end, he has nothing because if the guideline were to change or if he, if he did something that would not be good enough for Instagram, his account could be deleted just like Trump last year. Trump used to have like hundreds of millions of followers and overnight, he lost everything. I don't say that it's a good or bad thing, but at some point, you have one guy or one woman at the top who can delete your digital identity um, just on a single click. Um, and that's that's uh, that's what Web three has been created to get back your own, to get back ownership of your data and of your digital identity. It's not fair to give all of your data and all of your keys in your digital life to other people. So that's what. Web3 is about. 
And and I love that idea. And so, irregardless, you know, politicians are politicians, and and there's no winning argument there. But the idea that that anyone on this planet created, you know, value, like created a voice, created a persona for themselves, and that somebody who disagreed with with their with their words can just eliminate them from the internet, I think is wrong. Um, now you can, you know, clearly you can censor. You should be able to say, I don't want this person on my platform if you're a private company, but that shouldn't be the elimination of their data, their identity, and, and really who they are wiping off the internet because that goes both ways. And, and so while some people may cheer and say, hey, great, they're gone, there's other people who are going, wait, wait, wait. I, I agreed with what was being said. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I'm very hopeful for in, in this new Web3 world um, is choice, is, is choice of how you apply filters and, and what you believe uh, is your own truths that you want to follow. It's true. And by the way, I, I love this famous article with Mark Zuckerberg. He was interviewed by a journalist and the journalist said, Mark, where is the metaverse? I want to know, where is the metaverse? And Mark replied, the question is not where, the question is when. So the journalist was like kind of surprised. And Mark said, the question is when, and I'm going to tell you when. It's when we'll spend more time in the digital world, in the virtual world, than in the, in the real world. And that's when the metaverse started. <laughs> yeah, and, and and I I completely I completely agree that you know there's something coming, and Web three and cryptocurrencies, uh, you know NFTs, all these things are very cool, but they're missing that underlying foundation of why. Why do I own these? Why do I want these? Why do I need these? Um, and and in today, it's really hard to have a value proposition for a lot of businesses to say, hey. <laughs> You know what you should do? You should increase your cost of doing business. You should increase your your transaction costs, and you should make it a lot more complicated and, and slightly less secure uh, and more prone to hacking. That's really not a great uh, a great business proposition of which anyone would find ROI on. So it's very hard to take traditional businesses today and convince them that you know they should be accepting cryptocurrencies or, or other you know utilizing other web three technologies. However, we have this brand new landscape that's coming out here, um, and I don't see Visa or, or Mastercard you know ruling the day of you know in-game charges and everything else this is where blockchain and cryptocurrency really shine so you know to me the the viral moment and the reason why why whales and myself pay such close attention to metaverse uh and, and kind of metaverse like you know worlds and technologies is because we believe this is going to be the gateway uh towards the rest of web3 and by the way, when you talked earlier about, you know, the use cases that could be uh, um, experienced already today, think about, think about uh, a new world where all of your customers will be. You have to be there. It's like social media. It's like having a website. You don't have to have a website, but if you don't, it's like uh, you're going to lose business at some point. And it's like on, on any metaverse. If you have millions of people on, on, on metaverse, why wouldn't you go there? So you have to be there. And if you're not there, people are going to talk about you there. So you have to be there. It's marketing, it's sales, it's communication, and it's going to be the new place to be. You know, so so let's let's dive into a little bit of the the tech that's needed, and I think this is a really important thing. Is I I don't believe that we've seen, um, and I, I I have privilege to look at a lot of NDA projects and you know products, and I still feel we're missing scale. Uh, 
um, the ability to scale. And, you know, Fortnite claims, you know, 1.5 million uh, people came in and watched the concert, but that's not really true. They, there was 1.5 million people that logged in, but they weren't all in the same experience. There was just people logged in, but they, they couldn't interact. They couldn't do anything. Um, so really, they were just watching a live stream in a game. I don't believe that I can say that was a, a 1.5 million people in a metaverse. That was just 1.5 million people logged into a game. This is true. And by the way, right now, in when you when you log in the sandbox, there's what's it, what is called the the alpha season. So alpha season is like they open and then they shut the door just to test if they can manage to have millions of people together because they they don't want to be uh, disappointing for people. Because uh, before opening the grand opening next year, they just want to test. So they're opening and shutting the, the the large window, and they're not giving the two hundred thousand lens open at the same time. They're just like showing ten or thousand or twenty lens uh, simultaneously. So um, so they they want to be ready. And I asked them. I asked, so what's your plan to have like millions of people coming on your on your platform? And some of them replied, it's exactly the same as social media. When you see an ad for Coca-Cola and saying, check our Facebook or check our Twitter, you want to check their Twitter and Facebook to have like uh, promotions and discounts and everything. So uh, I think that may be the same for Metaverse. A brand is going to take you to uh, the Metaverse. So first is going to, I think, come by the, the brands and then maybe um, by, by uh, the corporate culture. We have to remember that internet, the internet came by um, the adoption via the companies like Microsoft where everywhere uh, in, in every company and people were using it uh, at the office and then they brought back, brought back, brought back home. It's hard to say in English. So, uh, and by the way, nobody speaks about Microsoft, but I think Microsoft will be the ultimate champion of the, of the metaverse. Think about that. They have a social network. They have LinkedIn. They have GitHub. They have Blizzard, Activision, and Xbox, so big video game company. They have the HoloLens VR. They're profitable. They're not dependent on ads and everything like 99% of uh, Facebook. So I think uh, they, they, they might be the, the champion of the metaverse. And when you read Hit Refresh, the book by Satya Nadella, you understand that the virtual world might be a priority for, for Microsoft. So I think everybody should check Microsoft a little bit more. No, I, and I completely agree. And it's and I, I think it's from a perspective that Microsoft has done a very, very good job of laying out a lot of groundwork and tools. Um, I, I think that there's been some relatively big announcements uh, with Unity um, and Microsoft as well. So you, you got to remember, there's there's more people with Microsoft or Xbox logins than any other uh, you know kind of social media platform in the world. So so the idea of being able to do a, a single sign-on, um, you know, and, and move these assets around as well as data storage. Well, we may not look at Microsoft and say, oh my God, this, this is the greatest thing to have them on board because people, you know, traditionally they're very centralized, you know, web one company. Um, I feel like we're seeing a little bit of them adopting some web three open openness and saying, look, we just want to be a, a facilitator uh, of the technology, which is an interesting play. And it wasn't always the case when you think of Microsoft with the .NET, ASP.NET technologies. It was really closed technologies. It was a closed community. And now they're more open-minded with GitHub and everything. 
Yeah, and oh, absolutely, and, and and remember, you know, Unity, which is which is most likely going to be one of the two winners. There's Unity and Unreal Engine. Those are yeah. those are going to be what drives you know, the, what drives most video games today. Um, it's most likely what's going to drive most graphics, uh, you know, in, in metaverse, any metaverse uh, going forward. And Unity, which you know, again, I think has uh, some advantages over over Unreal. And I think you know, again, we we're not going to turn this into uh, that debate, um, but but. One of the clear players, and most likely, in, in my opinion, going to be uh, the forerunner here soon, um, has chosen Azure as as their cloud partner. Um, that's huge because at the end of the day, and and we can have the talk about blockchain, you know, IPFS, and all these other things. It doesn't work. It's not going to happen. We're years and years away um, from being able to deliver content at that speed. And the reality is, you don't want this content stored up there forever and ever. You want it to change. You want it to evolve. Um, the assets they can go wherever they want. You know, if you want to have an avatar, or you know, I've got my crystal whale floating behind me. Yeah, store some assets there, but these worlds are huge and massive and dynamic, and you need a lot of processing power. It's true, it's true, and that's why you have voxels. Unfortunately, or fortunately, but uh, when we when we sell sandbox experiences, like fifty percent of the room ask why why are you using voxels uh, in this metaverse? Why don't you have the Ready Player One characters? We want to see like the Matrix characters. And I reply that it's not possible yet because uh, we don't have the the computing power and we don't have the uh, network necess- enough necessary to to provide like realistic uh, photorealistic pictures. So uh, we'll have to wait a little bit for that. And if you want to have millions of people working together simultaneously, you have to have low definition characters, and that's why voxel will be um, popular in the coming year. Uh, waiting for for what's next. Yeah, and, and and let's talk a little bit about kind of the tech, technical hurdles and, and one of the things that has to be overcome. And and you know, I like to always parallel between Web One, Web Two, and where we're going in Web Three. Um, in Web One, online video was non-existent. Um, at, at best, you could download a very small file, and as bandwidth impro- improved, you could download larger files. And then once they were downloaded, then you you could play them on your computer or your device, or whatever the case is. Um, the early versions of of streaming required, you know, regardless of whether you had fiber or you were on dial, you know, there's still some people on dial back then, um, you, you still had to do large amounts of buffering. You had to pull down a, a gig or two of data on the earliest Apple TVs before you could start watching these streamings. And this was on, you know, SD or, or HD technology, not even 4K. And then there was a, a revolutionary evolution in streaming technology that allows, you know, even with a very low bandwidth, um, for for dynamic content to start streaming instantly. YouTube uh, was was the forerunner of this. We've seen Netflix and and Prime and every other streaming service adopt to it. And now it's just prevalent and it's everywhere. And, and anyone can start a streaming service relatively easy while licensing the the MPEG four um, protocol. It's perfect. We're going to need something like that to make the bandwidth and the gamification of these metaverses possible that drastically decreases the network load and the, and the processing load uh, needed by these. Have we seen anything like that you know, coming down the pipe yet? I didn't see that yet, but I have a friend who's working on it really, really closely. It's Jean-Baptiste Kempf. Jean-Baptiste, for some of you who know him, he's the creator of VLC, Videolan, you know, the, yeah. the orange and yeah, it's a French it. guy who created Videoland like 20 years ago. And now everybody has it on his computer. It's the most downloaded software in the history. In history. It's like 4 billion or 5 billion downloads. It's completely crazy. And now he's exactly working on this subject. So how to bring videos on the metaverse platforms. And that will be uh, one of the big, uh, next big things. Yeah, and, and again, that ability for dynamic characters. And so, you know, I think Ready... 
player one did a fabulous job of just giving us what can something look like. But the technical hurdles to make something like that happen are, are you know, years away uh, from being able to put millions of people, you know, millions, hundreds of millions of people dynamically into a single, uh, a single server, a single experience. Um, and we're not even talking about the VR, <laughs> you know, putting on the goggles and running down the streets or whatever. Do, the do you really do believe there. in VR? Do you, Jay, really, do you, do you believe in that, that we'll all be in VR? I, I believe in XR. I, I believe in mixed reality a lot more than that. I, 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 if you ask me about a movie that I think is going to become closer to, to mainstream adoption, I think that's um, Free Guy, uh, which was you know put on the glasses and it just enhances everything that you see um, it, and gives a heads up. There you go. That's that. See, look at that. It un, un, listen, my own guess. It had nothing to. Uh, I, I did not uh, know this, um, but I really look at kind of that dynamic exchange of being able to kind of have like you see reality and it's enhanced reality versus I'm going to close off the world um, and 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 just tune out. I share that vision as well. And I think Apple and Google share this vision as well. When you see a VR headsets today, it's it's impossible to wear it more like than 30 minutes, 35 minutes. It's a, it's a, it's a, you have a headache just after half an hour or an hour. So yeah, it's good. Uh, I do have it as well just next yeah, to me. It's we, amazing. We all, we all have them. We just never use them. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. They're sleeping just next to me. But the problem is it's, it's amazing experiences and it will be a big difference, I believe, in education, like for kids. It's better to show them the moon than to show them in a book uh, about the moon. Or if you want to meet Napoleon or Caesar, then to read about it, it will be an amazing experience. But now the gear is not, is not good enough. When you see the, the, uh, in Paris, we have many museums that show you like VR experiences and it's like 30 to 35 minutes. There's this one about Egypt and it's, it's a great experience. You meet Ramses and everything. But when it's over, they don't let you out. They have to, to keep you for like an hour, uh, not to have a car accident when you go outside because uh, otherwise it can get dangerous. So uh, the, 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 the headset, like, well, the glasses are not ready yet. I do believe like you in AR and in XR, uh, like Google and Apple, I think it will be great for meetings when someone is, meeting, is missing at the table and you can integrate it in your, in your landscape. And it will be uh, it will be better for for the mental health ultimately. Yeah, and and, and I, I don't want to say that that there will be no VR. I think that VR is going to continue to evolve, and I think do a lot of cool things. Um, I had some really good experience uh, recently on modeling and and collaborating in VR, and and we spent. Uh, Y Wales is working on our own metaverse. We have a, a business park we're building, and um, in space because why not? And so, um, but when we were doing the modeling and wanting to collaborate, you could either do it on Zoom and, and draw on a little whiteboard. Um, but but it was really easy for a group of us to, to put on the goggles and go into a, a space and dynamically draw and move and shape and, and see scale right off the bat. And it did accelerate um, the development, you know, uh, roles uh, very fast. I mean, within a, a couple of weeks, we had a, a base model, we had an idea, we had a concept and we signed on. Um, previously to do this, we had been just, you know, drawings and pictures and everything else. So I think that there is some reasons, um, but I, I think that this is going to be, um, unless Apple comes out with something that, you know, is amazing and awesome, I, I, I think that we're, we're still years away from, from people getting excited about this. And you do, but by the way, when I when I give talks and conferences here in Paris, uh, people are asking me: Is Metaverse going to replace um, the real world? 
and I say uh, that generally the metaverse it's it's uh, it's not as good as the real world, but it's much better than what we have today, like Zoom, like uh, Google Meet, like Teams. When we're only in two D, two D now you have uh, you will have three D technologies. You can see, like you said, people moving around. It will be it will be better. I think we have been conceived to be in three Ds, not in two Ds, unfortunately. And 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 when people say that they will never spend like ten hours a day in a metaverse. I reply that they already do. When you spend 10 hours a day on Google Meet, you're just spending time in a poor version of a metaverse. It's like a pre-version of a metaverse. It's not as good as a metaverse. So uh, they will come at a point where they will spend 10 hours a day on a metaverse, which will be much better than what they have today, but still uh, worse than reality. And by the way, uh, when you see that you were going to spend so much time in metaverses, we can understand easily why a Gucci bag is uh, more expensive in a virtual world than in the real world. You know, the Dionysus bag has been sold for $4,000 in a virtual world and cheaper in the real world. Because if we're going to spend uh, 10 hours a day on the sandbox, why do you want to have a, a physical bag? It's useless. Yeah, I, I, listen, I, I am on Zoom, you know, uh, probably 8 to 10 hours a day. Uh, you know, and, and so I think that, you know, while people look and say, oh my God, that's terrible. I wouldn't want to do it. A lot of it has to do with how you're managing that. I, I'm talking to a 90 inch TV across the room. You're in full size, Stefan, and it's absolutely fabulous. And I have no issues or worries about it. Now I'm, I'm very lucky for how I have my studio set up and what I'm able to do. But, but, you know, we think back to even just pre-COVID and Zooms were still really nascent. Like, you know, schools would never have thought about, it's a snow day, we're going to go on Zoom um, and, and a variety of other things. But now it's become very mainstream, the idea of working from home. Um, and so with that, we need new technologies beyond just staring at each other. Um, you need to be able to share and collaborate in some ways that go beyond that. And so I'm really excited to see um, kind of where, where these things are going. And I know Sandbox is, is you know, generally thought of as a little bit more of a game um, but but I, I know that there's a lot of people working on you know kind of the business side of this as well. Yeah, that's totally correct. And when you think of future of work, whether it's like in as in schools and in companies, we have to think of competition. If you don't want to work in the metaverse with your employees, you will lose possible candidates. And in a tense market, as uh, the one we see today in the tech industry, you will be losing competition, facing competition. You will not be delivering your roadmap. So uh, I think everybody should 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 uh, include a metaverse option in his way to work, because that might be the future of work. And uh, it's like, like uh, remote working or it's like digital nomadism. You know, I have invested in a company and I was talking to the uh, HR manager the other day. And I, I said, oh, I can hear you. Where, where are you located? And she says, uh, I'm in South Africa. And I said, okay, I call you back when you're back in Paris. And she says, I, I don't live in Paris. I live in South Africa. And I said, and I just understood that she was, she, was, uh, she, she was working remotely. And the company recruited her because she was the best. And so if you want to hire the best, you have to be flexible. And flexibility will include metaverse in the coming years. And I think that's a that's a really good point on being able to hire you know the best talent on the planet um, and be able to work with them in a fluid manner. So why Wales is the same. We're decentralized. I've got people really we. The, the number one challenge that we have is time zones. Um, so we, we try to keep, you know, anywhere from, from Canada all the way down to South America is is really the why whales, you know, majority of our team. Um, but but I do see uh, as things like metaverses and, and virtual reality worlds get more prevalent that, that the 
physical time zones could be, you know, kind of slowly um, erased slightly by the fact that there is so much that can be done and so much life and energy in there. Right now, um, you know, if if somebody said, "Hey, you're going to every day you're going to log into a Zoom at one in the morning," I'd say. There's not a chance. There's no way I'm going to do it. Um, but if I've got a team that that's just where they're at, where it is, you know, then I can change my work style. There's plenty of people that have night shifts, um, but it's because there's more than just a 30 minute Zoom that they're going to attend. Mm, exactly. I think in the in the near future, you'll have uh, the online time, like the metaverse, will be a chosen time, the time that you choose to spend online, that you ha- not the one that you have to. Today, um, when you when you have a meeting with someone on Zoom or on Teams, it's not the time that is chosen. It's not quality time. It's time that you have to spend from eleven to 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 to, to noon or to any time. But on the metaverse, it's 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 persistent. It's nonstop. It's continuing. So it will be like regular life. So uh, for people who are rec- working remotely or an organization just like Ywells, it will be quality time. You can you will be able to joke with people because when you have a meeting with a specific start date, start time, and end time, you don't have this opportunity to, to chill. And, uh, and uh, yeah. Metaverse will be a great opportunity to replicate um, like the office or the or school or even home. Yeah, and getting the interface working correctly and getting the the speed and transition because you know we've we've got video done like every it works. It used to be it was science fiction in the in the late '90s and even early 2000s, and here we are today in in you know the early 2020s, um, and it's perfect. No no issues. I can talk to anyone in the world on 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 Zoom, FaceTime, any of these things, and streaming video works. So we're going to need those breakthroughs to make it just that prevalent of which you know. You know, when people are saying, hey, meet me in this metaverse versus that metaverse versus whatever metaverse, you know, the, the things that we have in front of us just work. You know, you may have to download a small program. You may have to, whatever the case is, but you can quickly get on there and we're not having to say, well, I want to go get at the Facebook uh, metaverse. Oh, no, I got to now I got to go get the HTC one because the one that they want to invite me to doesn't isn't compatible with this thing. So, you know, I think that's really the biggest thing is we have to get a, more device and, and chain agnostic. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, I share what you said. It's, uh, there will Good. be many devices, many, many softwares, many devices, but ultimately everything will be uh, easier and interconnected. Perfect. So we, we've agreed with a lot of things together, and I think it's really interesting to hear from your perspective um, and what you're seeing versus what I'm seeing from an entirely different perspective is really aligning. And we're seeing that, you know, an open open verse or open metaverse is really the direction that we're going to see these things go. Um, you give a lot of talks, same as I do. What's the biggest misconception that you're constantly having to uh, talk through or, or, you know, kind of correct? The, 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 the most important misconception is VR. When you talk about metaverse, everybody want to have the goggles. Everyone, everybody wants to have the, the headset. And, uh, and we have to bring the, the Oculus Quest just to show them, but it's not necessary. People confuse metaverse with VR and it's not the same at all like um, the sandbox won't have a, a, a VR well, yeah, VR version between like a month or even years it's not a priority for them uh, it's going to be like uh, on your desktop on your mobile um, but but like the, the goggles is not a priority so everybody and we have to we have to to tell them that because all the exco, you know, from the Fortune 100 in France, they want to test the, the goggles and they want to show that they tested it, but uh, and they confuse metaverse with that. So that's the biggest misconception. And then the second one is the one we talked about earlier: is I will never spend time, I will never spend my days in any virtual world, but they already do, and they don't know that. 
It's very good. It's very good. Stefan, I mean, amazing interview. And I, I really just love how aligned it seems like uh, we both are from different parts of the world, two very different, you know, kind of economic and social circles that, that we, you know, kind of deal with. Um, but we're seeing the same things over and over again. Um, a lot of people get into cryptocurrencies, blockchain technology, and everything as investments. So without any investment advice, which is not the purpose of the show, um, you see a lot of technologies, you see a lot of emerging technologies, and you also see a lot of failures in, in teams that are no longer, uh, that, that had big dreams that are no longer here today. What's kind of the best way that people should think uh, about investing or, or um, building in this space right now? So my advice, which is not a financial advice once more, but what, what we advise to big corporates is to, to, uh, to diversify their portfolio, you know? Um, when you invest the metaverse in the metaverse, you have to, to pick, uh, different metaverses. You don't put all your eggs in the same basket. I don't know if that works in English as well, this saying. Yeah, okay. Correct. Uh, so you don't, have, you don't have to put all your eggs in the same basket. So, for example, when you look at Gucci, you know, the Gucci brand, they're mm -hmm. in Roblox, but they're also on the sandbox. And, um, they have chosen to have two experiences in two really different worlds. Uh, for two different uh, targets. So um, diversify. It's really important. Di diversify your investment. Um, generally, when I talk to French groups, they have uh, invested in both Decentraland and the Sandbox. It's like it's going together. Um, and uh, and uh, yeah, and that, that's, uh, that's it. And you, you don't target the same audience. So uh, today... When you want to have like large audiences, you don't go to metaverses. You go to Roblox, you go to Fortnite, you go to regular video games because they have hundreds and millions, hundreds of millions of players. And on the new platforms such as metaverses, you only have a few millions players. When you look at the sandbox or when you look at, at Samyon Space and Crypto Voxels, they don't have uh, uh, hundreds of millions of players. It will come, but now it's still early. So I think you should like look at everything. But um, my what what I say what I always say is that my uh, belief is that the champion of the metaverse is not born yet. Two people are gonna meet in Silicon Valley or in Hong Kong or in Israel in a couple of days. They don't know it yet, but they're gonna meet and they're gonna create what will be the champion of the metaverses, just like Google, which was not the first search engine, just like the iPod which was not the first uh, music player, just like the Facebook. So uh, I think the champion is not born yet. And uh, so you have, to, you have to, to get familiar with the metaverse, to get familiar with the use that, that can be done today. But get ready because something bigger is coming up. I love that. And I, I completely agree from my perspective. You, you need to keep a, a pulse uh, on, on the industry. You need to be trying lots of things and, and building those repertoires because there is uh, not a lot of, of 3D designers in the world. Um, you know, people talk a lot about the devs needed to do blockchain, you know, smart contracts and a variety of other things. Uh, but when you're talking about saying, hey, I want to deploy uh, my brand or, or assets in, in a metaverse or any metaverse, you're talking about some very specialized tools and some very specialized, uh, you know, graphic designers uh, that, that build these things. And there's not, it's, I don't think it's been a booming industry for, for a long time. So um, your, your advice of really keep an eye on it, keep watching on it, try things, um, I think is very relevant because there's going to be a day where there's going to be that viral moment. There's going to be that rush going, the aha 
Um, and, and if you don't have, you know, a, a, a guidepost of kind of resources like Excelsior Group uh, or, or others to say, here's how we're going to facilitate that and get you on uh, onboarded into the metaverse, you're going to be at the back of the line. So now is exactly the time to at least be trying. That's totally true. And you have to know for people who are, who are listening to, to the Wirewells podcast that the, the, the skills, the necessary skills today in the metaverse industry is not, um, it's not like developing, it's not coding. Today, it's like you said, like graphic designing. So at Excelsior and Metaverse Studio, we have like plenty of 3D artists, architects who are designing the worlds of tomorrow. So, so far it's designing, but then there will be codes uh, in in the process, but now, as you said, it's really really designers. And something really interesting that people may not know is like future jobs thanks to the metaverse. There's there's gonna be like uh, land managers. Land managers is just like community managers, but in 3D. It's like your community managers and a facility manager as well, who, who's gonna supervise your space, ensuring security on your space that nothing gets stolen or broken because it's a, a persistent universe. And if something is broken or stolen, it is. And um, so there will be land manager. There will be um, 3D stylist. You know, for the clothes. There will be, uh, even in real life, there will be like chief metaverse officers. There already is. There's this mm -hmm. uh, French company, it's called Decathlon. It's like a, they sell like sport goods. And they have a chief metaverse officer who reports directly to the CEO and who is uh, part of the Exco. Uh, so the chief metaverse officer is going to be like a, a huge job. We see that the chief digital officers are... are um, are being erased from the organigrams, but now the chief metaverse officers are appearing. So it's interesting as well. Love it. No, that's, these are fabulous uh, insights and I really appreciate your time today, uh, Stefan. Um, so real quick, uh, where can people find you? They want to know more. They want to hear about uh, Excelsior Group or, or, metaverse, or metaverse Studios. You can just connect me on LinkedIn. So my name is Stefan Bucris. It's really complicated because it's written Stephanie Bucris with an E at the end, you know, French names. And connect me on LinkedIn. I'll, I'll be happy to talk with you about your metaverse project and to see how to bring you to the sandbox or spatial or Decentraland or the future metaverses. Love it. Love it. Uh, Stefan, thank you so much. Why Whales? Uh, this has been uh, Excelsior and Metaverse Group. Uh, please check them out and we'll, we'll see you guys soon. Take care. Why Whales was founded in 2021 by Jay Steinbach, a passionate entrepreneur and business owner, with the purpose of bringing YPO and YNG members together in the cryptoverse. Why Whales is a collaborative and confidential community centered around cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology, an exclusive crypto hub of more than 600 members. To be notified when we release new content, please subscribe to our show in your preferred listening app. For more information, visit www.ywhales.com. YWhales is not affiliated with YPO, but at this time only allow for YPO, YPO Gold, and YNG members due to privacy and confidentiality. Support and production for today's episode was done by Truthwork Media. Nothing in the podcast constitutes professional and or financial advice, nor does any information on the podcast constitute a comprehensive or complete statement of the matters discussed or the law relating thereto.